One. Fueled by her outrage, Cooper stepped out of the elevator, not giving the luxurious reception area a second glance. With purposeful strides, she strode over to the model blonde bombshell behind the glass desk. Nate McGregor, where is he? She snapped out at the surprised woman. I am sorry, but Mr. McGregor is in a meeting and cannot be disturbed. With a wave of her hand, Cooper dismissed the woman's reply. Her gaze swam around the elegant room and landed on the closed double doors. No doubt the black-hearted creep was hiding away behind those very doors, well, not for long. Her steps quickly ate up the distance as the woman called for her to stop. She grasped the handle and shoved the wooden panel open. Her stormy eyes flicked from one man to the next until they found the dark-haired man seated at the head of the long mahogany table. Moving into the room, she walked towards him with furious determination. McGregor, you despicable fiend, you destroyer of innocence, I'm going to make sure you pay for what you did to my sister. Annoyed at the interruption, Nate watched the small raging tempest rush forward in a blur. He rose to his feet and wondered what the hell the irate woman was gushing on about. However, her insults set his teeth on edge. When she finally reached him, he felt as though his body was being struck by bolts of lightning that shot from her wide, silver-gray eyes. For a moment, and it was only a moment, Cooper felt a shiver of fear tingle up her spine over the size of the man who stood only inches away from her. However, it swiftly disappeared when she remembered what this man had done to her sister, and all the furious rage once again consumed her. Lady... I have no idea who the hell you are or what you're damn well talking about. Nate finally found the chance to speak and glared down at the outraged woman. His snarling words were the last straw. Without a thought to the consequences, Cooper brought back her fist and let it fly. The pain shot up her arm when she struck his chin. However, it was soon forgotten when she watched him with immense satisfaction fall into his chair and topple over. You come anywhere near Sandy again, you sick pervert, and I'll do more than make mincemeat out of you. When sudden chaos broke out, she spun around, and with her head held high, marched quickly out of the room. Hopefully that despicable beast would think twice about coming near her sister again. Unprepared for the attack, Nate rubbed his jaw. He was half sprawled on his overturned chair and the floor. Damn! The woman could pack a powerful wallop with someone who stood barely over five foot. He ignored the ruckus going on around him and climbed to his feet. Damn it, what's the matter with all of you? One of you go and fetch that little hellcat and bring her back here, now. In seconds the room cleared, and he turned a speculating glance to his younger brother when he heard him chuckling. Do you have any idea who she might be referring to, or what? Trent could barely keep himself from laughing. Annoyed at his brother's amusement, Nate shot him a glare of disgust. His thoughts lingered on the woman and her vile accusations. He didn't have any idea what she was accusing him of, but from the insults she tossed at him, it didn't sound good. "'Who's Sandy?' Trent asked, and saw his brother frown, darkening even more. "'How the hell do I know? You of all people know I haven't been near a woman in over three months.' not only by choice, but because he'd been busy. But Trent's question made him thoughtful. There was only one other McGregor that worked for his company besides his brother, 
and that was Jeff, their cousin. Damn, that little weasel, Trent, find out the last place Jeff was sent to and do it fast. He let out a growl of frustration when one of his executives came back into the conference room and said the woman had managed to escape them. After waving him away, he headed back to his own office, and closing the door, he moved over the bank of windows and stared out at the high-rise buildings of Dallas. What in the hell had Jeff done now? Well, this was the very last straw, and no matter what it might be, he was on his own. He warned him last time he had to drag him out of a fiasco concerning a woman, but not this time. He rubbed at his chin and couldn't help grinning. It was the first time in his life a woman had struck him. As soon as Trent brought him the information he needed, he would take great satisfaction in putting one little spitfire in her place.